day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome back to another episode of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. In fact, this is episode 225 in our nice long-running episode. And I just want to welcome everybody. This is coming out probably about the 20th of September, which is practically three-fourths of the way through the year. And we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. But where I'm not just doing it on my own, we also have Leanne DeMaley back with us. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Pete. It's, it's going pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good. So we're, we're doing a rare Monday recording of the podcast. Because we didn't do the rare Friday. I know. We couldn't do the rare Friday. <laughs> so. well, hey, good good stuff happened on Friday, though. We had a had a busy day and weren't quite able to get everything jammed in to where we could record it. But uh, Yeah, it's not the... Not the relaxed, you know, Friday afternoon kind of feel, but I think we can. I think we can still deliver. Maybe hit it out of the park if we try. Okay. So, but hey, since it is Monday, I got to ask, how was your weekend? Well, I spent a lot of time house hunting. Ooh, how'd it go? So I had a frustrating weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. are, are you seeing the prices yeah. come down at all? Barely. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I notice right now the realtors are, are helping their clients drop the price just enough that it will fit into what's the highest limit of your search. So instead of 400,000, they're going to 399.5. So it shows in the search of all houses under 400,000. Yep. Yeah, that, that's a tried. They got to come off it a little bit more for me. Yeah, that's the tried and true <laughs> realtor strategy of making sure they get showing yep. up on Zillow and the, uh, MLS listings and all that kind of fun stuff. It's all about search engine results, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, right? <laughs> it's, it's called optimization. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what the, what the an acronym is for that. If it's, you know, SEO, is it like it's like REO or something? Uh, yeah, it's, probably like REO Speedwagon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they really know what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> hey, REO Speedwagon always knows what they're doing. <laughs> It's funny you say that you were looking for houses because that's what we were doing on Friday, which I couldn't record was I was selling a house. So we had moved about a year or so ago and we actually just finally sold our old house. So I was excited about that. Congratulations. Yeah. Not having to pay two mortgages is fancy. I like it a lot. So so hopefully my hair will start getting uh, dark again. Less gray? Yeah, less gray. I I don't know if it works that way. I think once once it goes gray, it stays that way. Uh, I don't know. Men look distinguished, so I I don't feel sorry for you. So uh, I got my hair cut the other day, and he told me my hair was platinum. I was like, ah, platinum. That's a, that's nice. a better way of saying getting old. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I am just platinum now that I turned 45. Okay. I'll remember that. Yeah, so, but anyway, I don't think they want to hear about our house hunting woes or house selling Or us. our hair. Yeah. But uh, we got a good episode today. So kind of put everything in perspective here. Uh, our own Jeremy Razuk did a fantastic article about not including the OTAs in your hotel's OTA strategy, which is a pretty fancy clickbaity headline, which we like. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do today, because we don't want to take necessarily the, the wind out of Jeremy's sails for his article, is we're going to pull out probably about five of the things that he really hit on. So enjoy the podcast, but definitely check out travelboommarketing.com slash blog slash OTA strategy for hotels. So we're going to dive right into the podcast and it should be a good one. 
But before we get into it, we have something we haven't had in a little while. We got news. News that, that you can use. News that you can use. But the, <laughs> but the question is, is, are you going to sing the song? I don't know the song. Ah. I don't know the words. It's all, it's all you. The, the words are all just BS anyway, but I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. Go ahead. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for your news a I haven't awesome. sang that in a very long time. So. You did a good oh, job. Thank you. I feel like I was so, a little bit rusty. The news that you can use actually comes out of Europe. So it's something for us to think about at the very least. I believe this all started with the, now the third lawsuit that Google has lost in the European Union over antitrust issues. Over there, they've decided that Google may be trying to monopolize the search game. And it started actually by making cell phone providers put Google, the app, on their cell phones. That's why Apple has not been dragged into this lawsuit because they're proprietary, right? Right. But after all of this happened, I could see that this article that came out doesn't really have a lot. It's a fluff piece. doesn't have a lot of uh, research behind it. Supposedly is based on research conducted by Statista. But it came from Microsoft, MSN, who I'm sure doesn't want to get dragged into court over antitrust issues. And they teamed up with Booking.com and released this article that the headline was definitely an attention grabber. It said, online travel platforms lower prices for consumers. You and I know that's not true. <laughs> but they they created a graph, which we were both looking at going, okay, where did this information come from? They basically have a graph going back from 2012 until 2020 that shows for every dollar that you spent um, for a hotel room, you saved money because the OTAs were out there competing against hotels. They said that they bring down OTAs, bring down the average cost of a hotel room in Europe by 10 euros, which today at the time of this recording is worth $10 and one cent in US dollars. You, you want to know something interesting? is I didn't realize that the exchange rate was that favorable for the U.S. This is as low as it's been since 2003, mm -hmm. which is, which is, Finally. yeah. So if you're planning on a vacation, it's a, it's cheaper to go to Europe for Americans at the moment. Uh, and you know, while I was down in Mexico. I ran into a bunch of Europeans on vacation and I said, why aren't you just vacationing in one of your luxury islands? They said it cost too much to go on vacation hmm. in Europe. It was cheaper to cross the Atlantic and go to Mexico. Hey, we're, we're always welcoming of folks on this side of the pond, so glad mm -hmm. to have them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is interesting. So the, the graph clearly shows if it wasn't for the OTAs, it would cost 133 euros to stay at a hotel versus what is currently costing on average of 123 euros. Mm -hmm. What is like... And you mentioned this as well. What the weird thing is, is that there's absolutely no data to back up this chart. You know, where did they get the $133 number? And where they get, the, I, I know where they would get the $123 number because that's actual data that you could pull. But how are they able to figure out what it would cost if it, if, I want to say if the internet didn't exist, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Well, so what would you do if you're dragged into European court and you have this statistic, you're trying to prove that consumers are better off because you exist? Uh, so I was trying to figure out where you're coming from because I <laughs> yeah. read the article yeah. and I didn't see anything about Google's thing. You're, you're connecting some dots. 
with a yes you are better off because we exist not worse off okay which is why Google now owes eight and a quarter billion euros. So your your position is uh, tinfoil that Booking.com <laughs> is is work. It had a report done that showed that they're the good guys. Exactly. Interesting. I like that. They're good for consumers. I like that thought process. So, but hey, mm. you know, it, it it might be true. I can definitely see where OTAs do bring down the price for customers. Because you do have the ability to shop across all brands. Not only is the OTA potentially lowering the rate for a property, but it's also creating that competition between property A and property B. And that's the key word, Pete, competition. Um, they are even more competition. And when you're, you know, everyone around you is charging $123 for a room, you're probably not going to get the 133 if you price yours that way. Yes. Yeah. So this is an interesting one. I definitely go check out MSN. And honestly, you can find, if you just look for online travel platforms, lower prices for consumers, you can see this graph. It looks like it's on, on a lot of different news outlets at the moment. But mm -hmm. something to consider that, you know, the OTAs are, are driving down rates, which is funny. That actually, this is a perfect article because this kind of ties us into how we can reduce our reliance on OTAs. So. Okay. But cool. But before we get into that, Jeremy's article is actually backed by lots of data. Right. He is that. He didn't create one <laughs> simple graph and you know say news. Exactly. Yeah. No, he he does a good job. I can't can't say the same for booking. Actually, I can. They do a pretty good job. All right. So before we after we leave the news, we have sixty seconds to success. I hope you have it. Yep. I, I think I do. So. Okay. So here we go. Well, anyway, I guess I should set this up. This is 60 seconds to success with Travel Boom. And 60 seconds is when we have just one minute on the clock to share a tip or a trick that's going to help you make your hotel marketing much more effective. Now, today I have 60 seconds and I that's not much time, but I'm going to go ahead and put that on the clock and see if I can share something that's going to make your hotel marketing even better. So if you want to listen to the full episode that we're on today, this is episode 225 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. And we're talking about OTAs, and that is what this tip is going to be about as well. So here we go, 60 seconds on the clock. Let's see how I do. Okay, in episode 225 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast, we're going to review how you can reduce your reliance on OTAs. One of the most important things you can do in order to make that happen is to create a solid strategy to convert OTA guests into direct booking guests on their next visit. The best way to do this, wait for it, Ask them. Simply ask them for their direct bookings. See, here's the thing. Most guests are not vested in booking directly with you. They booked with the OTA because it was the most convenient way and all that they were aware of. So your job is to make them aware that booking direct is better. Create an aggressive strategy where you reach out to them before their stay, after their stay, and at a certain time, such as a booking anniversary, and tell them why they should book direct, and then specifically ask them to book direct next time. People want to be a part of a club, and if you can show them that you need them, booking direct is better, you will drive more direct bookings, and you'll be able to reduce your reliance on the OTAs. Perfect. Nice. Fantastic job. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I practiced that one a few times because I didn't want to hear the, the buzzer of shame go off before I was done. So I, I, I like the asking. It seems just so obvious, but... You definitely won't, don't want to beg for forgiveness later, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's <laughs> it, it kind of it, – it's odd that we don't do this, 
but mm-hmm. simply asking someone to do us a favor or do something that is going to give them a benefit, mm-hmm. we, we don't do that. I think, you know, in, in general, we think that, I don't know why the reason is that we wouldn't do that, but it just makes so much sense. You know, hey, I saw you didn't book direct. Did you know when you book direct, you'd get this, this, this? It also helps us stay in business. Whatever you want to say, if you go in that direction, you're going to drive more direct bookings. And it just makes so, so much more sense. I tell you what, Pete, when I was at the hotel level, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say one out of three guests who booked through an OTA, when I had the front desk ask them, you know, how did you make your booking? They didn't know that they weren't booking direct because the OTAs have gotten so good at making their ad look like your ad. Mm-hmm. So it's also an opportunity there for you to educate the guests about how the whole system works. Yeah. And that's the funny thing too. And I think I've related this story in the past where I was talking with one of hotelier and same thing, someone who stayed at his property for 15 plus years, he went to the front desk, was checking in and, you know, our, our friend noticed that he had booked through Expedia and he goes, you know, Hey, Steve, or whatever his name was, why did you do this? And Steve or whatever his name was said, Oh, what are you talking about? I, I booked it online through the website, never connecting the dots that the OTA he booked through was not a direct booking because the guests don't care. They're just trying to get the best deal. So if you haven't shown them that the best deal is booking direct and you haven't asked them to actually book direct, why, why would we expect anything different? Right? Right. And you know what, Pete, it's not just the, the best price. They want it to be easy. Right. So you have to make it easier than the OTAs have made it. Which is a tall, tall order. The OTAs have, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars to put toward optimizing that conversion funnel. And an independent hotel is just not going to have those resources. So you have to do the things that the OTAs can't do to make your experience as good as possible. That's Jeremy's great article. You know what? So we're going to leave 60 Seconds to Success. We're going to dive into that right now. All right, Leanne, are you ready to dive into this? I sure am. Okay. So um, let me set the stage up a little bit more too. Jeremy wrote this phenomenal article. You can listen to this phenomenal article at travelboommarketing.com slash blog slash OTA strategies for hotel. And his whole premise is that there's a couple things that we can all do when we're building out our OTAs, our our hotel OTA strategy to ultimately reduce the reliance on OTAs at all. So, you know, his point is you got to stop including OTAs in that strategy by Mm -hmm. thinking about how you can book direct. So we boiled all this down to just five items. It's pretty straightforward and we're just jump right in. And I think the very first thing that he says, which is number one, is only use OTAs at the right time. And to me, this makes all the sense in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to start with, OTAs, it's a great new business strategy, but it is not a recurring business strategy. What you need to be doing is using OTAs when it makes sense. So so for instance, let's say you know that you have a soft period. You want to lean into the OTAs there because they're going to be able to amplify your exposure and drive those bookings. But if it's 4th of July or you have plenty of inventory and you don't have an occupancy issue, maybe you don't need to push the OTAs so hard at that time. Close it out. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I say look at your strategy, look at your occupancy forecast and only use OTAs where it makes sense. And that goes all the way down to room type specific. So if you know that you're going to be booked up on your base level 
inventory, maybe don't use that so much in your OTA feed, but look at higher priced inventory, you know, your premium suites, whatever else it might be. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. Um, sometimes we were just talking about a client today, the higher end units go quickly. So you, they would never in that instance want to offer them on OTAs. It depends on what you are usually left holding the bag with. That's what you can think about using an OTA. For. Exactly. And I think if you do that, people are going to drive those direct bookings. If, if, if you're going to fill the inventory anyway, you want to fill it with those direct bookings. So that is the very mm -hmm. first thing is only use them at the right time. If you do that, you've also you've already taken care of 90% of the battle. All right. Number two in the strategy of uh, your OTA strategy that doesn't include OTAs. This is so obvious and we've already touched on it. You got to keep your guest. So let's say they did book through a third party and they're coming to you and checking in. Your front desk needs to be trained on getting as much information as they can about that guest. Ask for their email address because I can promise you the third party they book through has emailed them several times since they made that booking and will continue to go after them. The only way you're going to be able to develop a relationship is just, you got to ask them out on that date, right? Mm -hmm. So make sure that you let them know that you personally care about them and, and then use that, put that into your CRM so that when the guest checks out, they're going to get a post date email, even if they didn't book direct with you. These are just the little ways that you would nurture the guests and, and make sure that next time they do book with you. Yeah, it, one thing I thought was really interesting as we start seeing some hotels do this is that you can email a guest before they're staying through mm -hmm. their cloaked email address. So it might be 1234 or guest.booking.com. Uh -huh. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to that guest and saying, we're looking forward to your stay. You know, did you know that all direct guests receive this, this, and this and kind of you know, sour them a little bit, you know, make them kind of feel that like they missed out by not booking direct because you can always mm -hmm. work on, you know, kind of putting that in their brain early and kind of seeing where that goes. So I'm glad you brought that up because a hot tip for any director of sales that isn't daily looking at their arrivals, I'll just go ahead and tell you, your new person at the front desk does not know that that email address, one, two, three at booking.com isn't the guest in front of you's mm -hmm. email address. You've got to teach them whenever you see an at booking, at Expedia, or whatever it may be, you need to delete that and replace it with the guest's actual email address. Absolutely. Because here's the thing, those OTAs, they're going to be so much more aggressive in communicating mm -hmm. with that guest. They're going to message them beforehand several times. I mean, the, the OTA pre-arrival messages are phenomenal. To be be quite honest, and, and we as independent hoteliers need to say, okay, what can we do to become better at that? But if we have, the, if we get their email address or we're using their pre-arrival email, we need to really push that relationship. So when they're on property and after they've left, the next time they book, the only thing they're thinking is book direct. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that is, that's a definitely a very good one. You don't want to, to lose that guest. So find, get a good data mining strategy to acquire the guest the second time after the OTA brought it to you. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that's the, that's that new business strategy, right? You know, OTAs are so effective at making sure that they're filling up your new business funnel. So don't discount mm -hmm. them. The OTAs are great partners. You have to use them effectively though. The lazy hotelier who just turns over their inventory to the OTA, they're not doing themselves any favor. 
Yeah, if you look at them as a tool, you have paid for the referral. Yep. Remember to get the referral. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if, if you paid to get in, you might as well, uh, you know, what's the saying? If you, if you paid to dance, you might as well dance or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm making up cliches. It sounds like good advice. It does, right? So, okay, well, yeah. so here's another piece of good advice then. This is number three. Okay. Don't let the OTAs steal your guests. So here's what I mean by that. The OTAs do a great job, and I, and I hate this word. It's a cliche buzzword, but omnipresent. OTAs are really good at being omnipresent from the first Google search that you do, the meta search that you do, uh, Super Bowl ads throughout the world. The OTAs do a great job of always being there. But what you don't want to have happen is the OTAs be able to swoop in at the end of the conversion funnel and steal your booking. And what I mean by that is if somebody does a search for your property name, Google's showing, I mean, not Google showing up, uh, an OTA is showing up. So, you know, if you're, you know, any hotel USA and someone searches for any hotel USA, there's a booking.com ad. There's probably an Expedia ad. There's all these other ads that are trying to pull that person away. But if they already know the name of your property, why on earth would they want to book through an OTA? And the answer is they don't know it. The guest does not know any better. And if you give them the opportunity to have that first result on the SERP, they're probably going to click through and, and book on an OTA. So make sure you're bidding on your brand. It's so important right. to do. It, it's not cannibalistic to your organic strategy, but it is very important in terms of a defensive posture against the OTAs. I did a little research on on uh, Google's meta search success so far, and so far in the year 2022, anyone who's Googled for a hotel stay between 64% and 80% of those Google searches result in a booking. You've got to make sure they result in booking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of the strategies that I um, heard that hotels are are leaving on the table and not taking advantage of for free is that free booking link that can sometimes show below the um, all options. Don't give up that free opportunity to advertise them. Well, you know, I mean, that free opportunity is only available if you're feeding rate to the OTAs. I mean, to, yes, to the, to the meta engines. It is dependent on rate and availability. Yes, yeah. it is. So, so you do want to make sure yeah, through your booking engine or through your providers, whoever that might be, that you are sharing rate with Google mm-hmm. in that case. Uh, Google's- The stats were 10 to 17% of the people that click on a free booking link will book with it. Yep, I, I'd absolutely believe it. And, and the, here's the mm-hmm. nice thing too, is since you control that, you can make sure that that rate is the lowest one possible. Because if mm-hmm. someone does a search and you're bidding on your brand term, you are showing up on a meta search, even if it's the free listing, but your rate is higher than Expedia or bookings, no one's ever gonna book at your property. So you just want to make sure that even though you are there, you do still need to make sure from a rate parity perspective that you're always the cheapest way to book your property and to book direct because, hey, you're not paying the OTA commission. You can afford it. Absolutely. And you know, beyond that, I would say also look at those, all of the meta engines, obviously not just Google. Look at TripAdvisor. Again, mm-hmm. we're starting to see TripAdvisor fade a little bit, but still they are the number one source of travel reviews and people trying to decide where they want to visit. So make sure that you're participating in TripAdvisor where it makes sense. That might be a sponsored mm-hmm. position. That may just be their regular CPC program. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different platforms with TripAdvisor, 
you want to make sure that you're participating. Now, one thing with TripAdvisor is you have to be really careful about how you manage your TripAdvisor campaign because in general, we have not seen TripAdvisor produce the return on ad spend that we see from a lot of other platforms. It's, it's getting a little bit more expensive, but it's still not so expensive that I'd rather give that booking directly to an OTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, just let's not have them steal our guest. If they're searching, <laughs> they're that far down the funnel. Let's go ahead and collect that booking directly, right? Absolutely. So. And you talked a little bit about making sure you're always offering your your best rate. That leads me to number four here on the list is deliver what the OTAs cannot. And best rate guarantee, that's that should be easy. That should be front and center. And you as the brand can also offer to match a rate if they find something better. Do everything you can to make sure that your guests know that it's the best deal to book with you. Um, on top of that, let's say, you know, your hands are tied, your, your revenue manager set the rates and it is what it is. What can you add value wise that wouldn't cost much, if anything at all, that the OTA can't offer? They can't promise you can check in early. <laughs> and I promise people get super frustrated when they try to call up booking.com and ask, can they check in early? Mm-hmm. And if booking.com doesn't know. Yeah. Or if you want to offer a late checkout, you know, these other things that you can add that they OTAs cannot possibly do. It's so important because there's those little things that a really good example is, like you said, late checkout, early check in. All those things are phenomenal ways to entice someone to book direct. But you can also do other things. So, you know, if it's, you know, a free snack bag and water at check in, if it's, a free room upgrade. If it's any benefit that you can think of on property that makes mm-hmm. it the best deal to book direct is, is what you want to be doing. One thing that we're seeing more and more hotels do, which I really encourage everyone to look into, even if they can't technically do it at the moment is creating those loyalty programs. What used to be just something for the flags or the OTAs is now getting down to the individual property level where if I'm an independent hotelier, let's say in a resort destination where people come back year over year, I should have some type of loyalty program. Second visit, I get a discount. Third visit, I get a discount and so on. Mm-hmm. And even if you aren't in a position again to start giving away free things, you can set up you know, parts of your property just for your loyalty members. Maybe it's a special cabana or two by the pool or you know, drink tickets so that they can have something for free in the evening versus having to pay for their, their first round. Yep. Those little things are so much cheaper than an OTA commission, I promise you. Very much so. And one last thing I think that you can do in this front is if somebody is interested in joining your loyalty program, let them apply their OTA stay toward that program. So mm-hmm. that's going to make it even easier the next time they stay, knowing that they already mm-hmm. have three or four nights that they booked through the OTA that they're getting applied to their loyalty program. Again, the goal is mm-hmm. to create the OTA as a new business strategy and not simply an occupancy and business strategy. Absolutely. And you know, the last thing I think that you want to do other than making sure that you're delivering what the OTAs can't ask them to book direct. 
that's the thing. Ask yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I just hear this in some successful talk show? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was on the latest episode of 60 Seconds to Success from Travel Boom. But yeah, so why are we not asking our guest to book direct? Either before their stay, during their stay, or, or after. I, I would say just hit them as hard as you possibly can. Book direct next time. Did you know you can book direct? Would you like this fancy cabana that Leanne was talking about? The only way you can get that is to book direct. Whatever it might be, mm-hmm. reach across the front desk and say, hey, next time, book direct. We'd all appreciate right. it. And if you didn't get a chance to make that impression while they were on property, your, your post-checkout email can definitely say all of that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why you want to get that email address while they're checked in. Because if it's an OTA guest, if you didn't get it when they check in, you're not getting it at all. You know, when I was looking over uh, Jeremy's article, something jumped out at me that coming from a property level that I wanted to bring up here. And that's if you are with a brand or you're you're trying to brand yourself, they, they actually provide an unfair advantage to the OTAs. And I'll tell you why. And it has everything to do with the loyalty programs. Uh, I'll take, for example, Hilton or IHG. When someone comes to your personal property and books with points, how much is your hotel reimbursed for the room? Well, if you're near 100% occupancy for that night or at 100% occupancy, most of the brands will pay the property, the ADR for that night. But if you're below a certain threshold, you get whatever the threshold is for a night when you actually had plenty of empty rooms left behind. Hmm. So it's usually like a third of ADRP. Like if you get 45 or $50 for that room. So that's one of the times when branded hotels have to use the strategy of going to the OTAs because they want to get a hundred percent occupancy. Interesting. Uh-huh. Definitely something to consider there. Well, there you go. So I think Jeremy did a phenomenal job on this article. Definitely check it out. So, we did not talk about everything that's included in the article. And we did that on purpose, is bait and switch. We're going to reel you in with some little <laughs> dialogue about it, but we're not going to tell you the secrets without you actually reading it. So I, there actually is one thing that he has in here that I, I want to hit on. And that's uh-huh. be helpful. I, I think if, if we can't necessarily beat the OTAs at the technology game and at the omnipresent exposure that they have, at least what we can do is be so much more helpful. Be true hoteliers that you know warm our guests' heart and make them feel very glad they're doing business with us. The OTAs can't do that. That's something that right. hoteliers can do. And that's why we build websites for our clients with frequently asked questions. Because if you go to an OTA or even TripAdvisor, it's the same questions and a lot of times it's the rote answer. Yep. But you can actually tell them how far you are from the zoo. And how to get there, yeah. you know, take advantage of the fact that you can answer the questions that somebody who's coming for whatever type of travel, leisure, business, you answer their questions. They won't get that anywhere else. It, everybody wants to go to the zoo. It doesn't matter if it's a business trip or anything. Hey, there's, there's monkeys. I mean, Matt Damon, Matt Damon built a zoo. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> is, that no. is that true? Uh, it's that silly that movie, like, uh, you built a zoo. No, he didn't really do it. Oh, he was, it was a movie called <laughs> That's funny. I'm, I'm a dad, and I have no idea about that movie. It seems <laughs> like it's a kid movie. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Who, who did you build this movie? Right. 
Um, it wasn't Ben Affleck. That's all I can tell you. I don't know who the love interest was in that film or the children, but it's, but it wasn't a love interest with Ben Affleck. Okay. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't that what? kind of film. Well, now I need to check it out. Sounds like it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So, well, cool. So I think, uh, see, now I'm all distracted. I want to go to the zoo. <laughs> so, th- my favorite, the my zoo? favorite zoo exhibit is definitely the penguins. Really? Yes. Other than the fact that when you go inside to see the penguins, it stinks in there because you get it's kind of mm-hmm. like get low and it's all kind of cool and everything. I just like seeing them swim underwater and jump and stuff. You know, the penguins that like the beach, not the Antarctic penguins, the ones that like it hot. Yeah. We have here at our Ripley's Aquarium. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I, I always go to mm-hmm. the, uh, the zoo in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, I don't say, when I say always go to the zoo, the times I've gone to a zoo, which is three or four times, <laughs> it was the, the big zoo in Columbia, South Carolina. And they had the, the Arctic. It's a nice one. Like the emperor penguins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's Travel Boom's Penguin and Zoo edition of the podcast. Okay, pop quiz. All right. Which hotel brand has Penguin as its uh, whatever you'd call it logo? I don't know. I know the Peabody has ducks, mm-hmm. but I don't know who the Penguin is. The 21C Museum Hotels. Huh. Every town has a different color Penguin. Interesting. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard they always release penguins into the wild in that city to announce a new hotel. <laughs> that would definitely get headline news coverage. Yeah, Peter sure. would not be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever released all the emperor penguins in uh, Miami, <laughs> please come claim them. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they should leave us to uh, the hotel marketing and not the PR side. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, hey, I hope everybody enjoyed the the episode. If, if you did and you want a little, little bit more, definitely check out Jeremy's article at travelboommarketing.com and has all the information you need to know to get the OTAs out of your OTA strategy. And you can also find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash travelboommarketing. You can find the podcast at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And Leanne, where could they find you if they want to uh, connect and have Travel Boom do a little bit of work for them? How about a couple of the easiest ways is to go to TravelBoomMarketing.com. And if you ask for anything from us, for us to just contact you and say hello or do a meta evaluation for your website, I will see that. So I'll be able to follow up right away. Or you can go to LinkedIn and just go to forward slash contact Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E. Perfect. And they can find me on LinkedIn as well at Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. And that's it. You've been listening to the Travel Boom Hotel Marketing Podcast. Hopefully you guys learned something and we'll be back next week with more tips and tricks to make your hotel marketing much more effective. With that being said, Travel Boom is, just wait a little bit longer, out. Out. Out.